It's the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, yet jack wagons. Brad, the big noise, Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. Tis indeed the Friday edition of the Feed Thigh Podcast. Oh, it was such a lucrative night on Thursday night football. Everything actually went right for once, which means we're due for many wrongs in the upcoming NFL and college football slate. But let's belly up to the bar right now on campus and score some college cash uh, ordering our favorite uh, action, whether the side told him maybe you've got a player prop. Lundy, what do you like on the junior circuit this weekend? Well, there's no reason to wait till tomorrow, Brad. Let's go to Laramie. Uh, let's talk yeah. about the border war between Colorado State and the Cowboys of Wyoming. They'll be playing that at War Memorial Stadium this evening. Brad, you've got to go back eight years to the last time CSU actually won in Laramie. Uh, wow. Wyoming, Wyoming has dominated uh, this particular uh, uh, rivalry between these two schools. As a matter of fact, if you look at it, they've gone, uh, shoot, what is it, 6-1 and one, uh, over the course of the last seven meetings between these two. Um, I think CSU is going to put up a pretty decent fight this evening, to be honest with you. So we're going to same game parlay this to get it to plus odds. Give me Wyoming on the money line, just straight up win can be by a point. Doesn't matter. Give me Wyoming on the money line. Then me, let me take the total up to 47 and a half and then play the under on mm. that one. So under 47 and a half Wyoming on the money line at DK as of this morning. That's a flat plus 100. I'll take one-to-one odds on the border war this evening. Should be a great contest. Two really good ones this weekend here uh, in the uh, basically local area. I know Wyoming's up across the border, but obviously you got Wyoming and CSU this evening. Then you've got Army and Air Force. They're playing at the Broncos Stadium tomorrow afternoon. So you get all the pageantry of the military academy. So uh, the Broncos may be on a bye, which is a good thing because they might be able to win that game. But uh, it is actually a fun one here for college football this weekend in the Centennial State. Yeah, and I'm going to lay some uh, chalk, and I know it's heavy and substantial on Air Force. And aim high! I've been winning a lot of cash uh, with the Fighting Falcons uh, really the entire year. They remain unblemished, undefeated, uh, kind of on the outside looking in, but creeping into the playoff conversation. Could it happen? You never know. Extremely doubtful, but still. Uh, Air Force is doing some magical things down there in the Springs. All right, my selection uh, in a game that's being played at Wrigley Field here on the north side of Chicago. Uh, first to nine wins, and that might be, uh, I think, uh, a, a really a, a high-level achievement for these two teams. That's Iowa Northwestern. Give me the under 31 uh, there again on a neutral field at Wrigley. All the passion and pageantry uh, baked into that uh, stadium uh, will not be on display on the field between these two squads. Minus 110 at BetMGM. You need some evidence? I don't know why you do, because Iowa royally sucks, especially scoring the football. Number 120 in EPA per play offense on this season. Brian Ferentz, our offensive coordinator, is going to step aside at the end of the year, but he's still coaching in this game which means they're not going to be able to score. Uh, you know, Iowa's got an outstanding defense, number 22 to EPA per play D on this season, and they have the best punter 
in the college football game, and they usually pin opponent seed. Now, Northwestern, a little bit better offensively, number 63 DPA per play offense. But you look at the series, it has gone under in four of the last five contests. Iowa has gone under in seven of the last 10 games, stretching back to late last year. Overall, uh, you know, you put all together, do the simple math, carry the one. And uh, with this game being played in a baseball stadium, it's only appropriate. We're going to get a four to two finish, Lundy. Uh, and maybe Cody Bellinger comes off the bench and hits a bomb into the bleachers. And Iowa, they are the Cubs at the AAA level, naturally scores a victory. But give me the under 31 uh, on Iowa Northwestern. Maybe to open at a historic 29 and a half. So it's crept up a little bit there at Wrigley Field, minus 110 at Bet and Jimmy. Like that one? Yeah, I just get nervous. We start seeing totals that low. Some kid picks up a fumble and runs it in, and all of a sudden you've got an over. But here's right. what's fun. You're talking about that at Wrigley. I was talking about Empower Field. I mean, that's the over-under for Army and Air Force as well. I mean, I think, oh, wow. I think they're at 31 and a half the last time I looked, 32 and a half maybe. So we've got both contests taking place at different locations than normal and both of them expecting basically no scoring. Now, in Air Force's case, I think it's because, A, we know these teams are going to run the ball, and, B, it's because uh, there's a lot of folks that aren't really sure Army will actually score against Air Force. So, Well, here's what you do. You take those up a little bit, maybe 35 and a half, 36 and a half, and slap together on those all totals, get it low plus money, and score a winner with those bets on the board. Let's get after it on this NFL Week 9 edition of the Fade Five. Number five. Rosico here on the countdown. Let's live in the land down under. Do, 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 do. Yeah, cue the bit of work there in the background. And it's on Lamar Jackson. No, it's not with the rushing yards. No, not with the passing touchdowns. It's the under on passing yards. And we've seen massive movement in this line. It opened at 233 and a half. If you follow me at Noisy Huevos or the X, where we're always trying to give it to you uh, in the free and always public, always accessible spreadsheet. Uh, that's what I grabbed it at. And I would still play the under where the line at is currently at tape time of the podcast at 225 and a half. Uh, of course, uh, Baltimore and Action Jackson taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Give me a little bit of background on this, Lundy. Uh, he has only gone over this number four times this season. And you look at Seattle, uh, they've only allowed four quarterbacks to go over this number as well. Give it up, uh, yeah, 259 yards per game. That's well north of the 225 and a half uh, proposed number, but just 6.9 pass yards per attempt. Lamar Jackson, most importantly, is only number 18, an average depth of target and a gut feeling here says uh given the prowess defensively of seattle and occasionally with baltimore this is going to be a low scoring bout between these two squads little rock'em sock'em robot so as a result i think uh, lamar jackson's gonna be lucky to get the low 200s and we got a nice little 26 yard cushion to avoid any pushing for him to score that under so Fade or follow Lamar Jackson under 225.5 pass yards against the Hawks. Minus 115 at DraftKings. Yeah, I think we're going to see uh, the ball stay on the ground quite a bit here, and I think we'll see at least a little bit of pressure out of Seattle. So, yeah, I'll play the under on this one as low as that total is. Um, I do think this is one of those where you've got a matchup that just doesn't really lean into him trying to use his arm. Let's keep it below. You may be sweating this one a little bit, but let's try to keep this thing around maybe 205, 215, somewhere in that range. Run, Lamar, run! And uh, go ahead and bury that gun, please. 
number four. A new Marquatcher here on the Fade 5 Podcast. Another quarterback prop, and I think that's going to be a theme here on the countdown today. A lot of soft markets out there, and this one is on a rushing yards prop, and it's tied to Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Give me the over 26 and a half rush yards under the prop. Tight lights against the Cincinnati Bengals. Minus 115 juice there at DraftKings. Coaching staff came out and said, hey, uh, Josh Allen, we got to design more run plays for you uh, because you've kind of reverted to a player that really is not who you are. And that's somebody uh, that's throwing more uh, than running often. And, And last week we saw that front and center. He had a season high seven rush attempts and ran for 41 yards. Uh, against the Vita Vailist Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he has gone over 36 yards in three games this season, and all we need is 27 to cash in on the year. Allen averaging four and a half rush attempts per game and 23.6 rush yards per game. So not encouraging average data that's out there, but again, peel back the layers of the onion and look at the matchup under the microscope, Cincinnati. Number 23 in the EPA rush defense. They have given up 27.9 rush yards per game to quarterbacks. Uh, they're number 12 in pressure rate as well. So some opportunistic scrambles could be in order. Look, if Brock freaking Purdy can run for 57 yards against this Cincinnati defense, and I only need 27 out of Josh Allen, hells to the yes, he can achieve that. So Lundy. Feed or follow Josh Allen over 26.5 rush yards in Cincinnati, minus 115 at DraftKings. You put some respect on Brock Purdy, Brad. You put some respect. Oh, and he's so Purdy. You don't you don't start knocking Mr. Irrelevant because (laughs) right now, I mean, look, I sit here in Denver. There's plenty of people that would take him over Russell Wilson right now. Yeah. Uh, So despite the fact that Russ's advanced analytics are actually really, really good this year, but you know. Don't tell that to Broncos fans because they're just they're all cynical. Um, yes, uh, this was actually going to be in my bonus time. You threw it into the top five. I think it's smart. Take this one. The matchup is there. Brock Purdy did it. The way Cincinnati is, the yards they are giving up. I think Allen crushes this number, dude. I think he's going to be close to 35 plus. Uh, Josh Allen, like a heaping bowl of skyline chili. Uh, he's going to have the runs. Number three. Numero Trace here on the feed. Five, a countdown. Let's go back to the same exact well, but tie it to a different signal caller. Baker Baker, the money maker on rush yards. Give me the over. 10.5 is all I need for him. In H-Town, taking on the Texans at a minus 110 juice. A little bit lighter there. At Bet MGM, you look at Baker Mayfield, a guy that's really taken advantage of what the defense has given him. He's averaging 4.4 rush attempts per game and 16.9 rush yards per game. London, he's been over this prop in five of seven contests this year. And you look at Houston, middle of the pack and pressure rate, number 18, uh, dialing up the heat on 22.3% of opponent possessions, but five quarterbacks have gone for at least 11 rush yards against them as they're giving up an average of 17.1 rush yards per game to the quarterback position. So pull it all together. Baker Mayfield, all that tiger blood's got to be pumping. Give me the over 10.5 rush yards in Houston, minus 110 at BetMGM. Lundy, fade to follow.
This is a TYG, man. I'm going to fade you on this one. I think he really clocks in just underneath this number. I, I don't know why. I could just see something weird happening uh, in this particular contest. So I, I don't know. It's such a low threshold for a guy that is is capable of being able to do this. But I just got a feeling he sticks right underneath this number and you get hosed. You might even get hooked on this one. I'm just warning you. Be ready. Yar! Shiver me timbers! I'm coming for you, Evans! Screw you, Captain Hook! Number two. Numero dos here, all the Fave 5 countdown. And, Luddy, I'm going to give you a homework assignment here on the spot. Uh, John nope. Taylor, look up the alternate thresholds, and uh, I'm going to ask you that question here in a minute as I explain why I'm so far over this line. I was told there would be no math. Well, look, man, uh, you've got like a fourth grade education. I think this still qualifies uh, for you to, you know, figure it out. Uh, anyway, Jonathan Taylor, give me the over 64 and a half rush yards. Uh, that uh, matchup at the Carolina Panthers minus 110 is the juice at BetMGM. Uh, folks, I would play this up to like 74 and a half. Uh, I think he could reach 80 yards. There is an outside shot, and it's rather significant that he is going to reach the century mark on the ground. Yeah, I know uh, Shane Steichen's come out and said, hey, we got a hot hand situation. Uh, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to ride whoever's got the fiery fingers in this backfield between Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Both these guys could go bananas, though, in this game. Uh, but based on the matchup below, when you look at Carolina, dead last in EPA rush defense in the National Football League on the season. Uh, give it up. Uh, 5.07 yards per carry and 126.7 rush yards per game just to the running back position. Taylor's had 30 total rush attempts the last couple of games and it started to resemble the elite running back that everybody knows and loves. Uh, a guy that is uh, number four in yak per attempt with 3.95. So the advanced analytics are absolutely blood stirring in the best way possible. And he has been over this prop on 64 and a half, four consecutive games. Meanwhile, five guys have done this against the Carolina Panthers this season. So Lundy, with that homework assignment, I'm about to check your work. Hopefully you're getting an A plus, my man. A fade or follow John the Taylor over 64 and a half rush yards in Carolina, minus 110 at Bet MGM. Well, I like it. I also like Zach Moss's. Um, and if you look at Moss, yeah. consider, consider looking at his rush plus receiving, by the way, uh, when it comes to Zach Moss. Give yourself a little bit of a cushion. Last night, for example, that would have been a good way to play Derrick Henry. Uh, you could have taken the over on 100 combined yards. Um, he Henry hosed me by five yards, but I'm not going to sit here and, and, and bitch and moan about that. Um, so I like Taylor for this one. Now, folks, if you're psychotic like Brad is, or frankly <laughs> like I am, uh, for the most part, here are the thresholds um, and the best odds right now on the alternate numbers are actually over at FanDuel. So, <clears throat> excuse me, if we take Taylor up to 70, Basically, even money, plus 104, okay? If you take him to 80, it is plus 154. Wow. If you take him to 90, it is plus 210. Oh! And then if you want to get him to hit the century mark, you take that one up to plus 290. Again, oh, my, my, my belt! Okay. It just blew off! Handle. Yeah, that's my all at Fandle. If you really want to get crazy uh, and you think he can hit a buck 25, that's plus 640. Oh my gosh, uh, that's a pride pism. 
right there uh, at plus six forty. It's utterly ridiculous. And I've it's got barely a, possible. I got a free bet for ten bucks. I mean, that could be worth just going. Ah, screw it. It's it's free money. Let's just see if Taylor goes absolutely bonkers. But I will say, I do think they'll do the hot hand. I could see him hitting the century. I wouldn't go all the way to one twenty five. Um, but to Brad's point, you can take this from sixty four and a half to seventy at FanDuel and instantly get yourself into plus territory. Uh, you could also do this. Take John the Taylor at 60 or more rush yards and also take Zach Moss at 40 or more rush yards and at DraftKings, even plus 100 money. Hell, yes, everything, everything, and all of it on the over. John the Taylor. Number one. Numero uno here on the Fade 5 podcast. I told you the theme would be quarterbacks uh, on the show today and really tied to the rush yards. He's prop. not a quarterback. But he's Stop not technically it. a quarterback. He is technically mm. a tight end, uh, really more of a running back than anything else. That is Taysom Hill and all the money that he is stealing right now from the New Orleans Saints organization because they have no idea really uh, how to employ him. But I think he's going to be employed at least a handful of times on the ground, and that's why I like the over 17-and-a-half rush yards against my Chicago Bears, uh, who were very gummy in nature but quite tasty uh, to the opposition and what they have done. Now, i got to get credit where credit is due. The Bears are number three. In the NFL, in rush EPA defense, believe it or not, uh, they are only allowing 3.28 yards per carry and 67 flat rush yards per game. But 11 running backs have run for at least 18 yards against them, and that's how Taysom Hill essentially operates in that wildcat formation that he trots out there and uh, takes a snap on a handful of games. Uh, he has gone over this prop. Four times, and in fact, he has done this in three of his last four games, averaging 4.8 attempts per game, 5.3 yards per carry, and a very impressive 3.21 yards after contact per attempt. Should be a positive game script. Uh, the Bears are in full sell mode, uh, or their buyers, uh, like Montez Sweat, for example. And I don't think he's going to be in uniform in this game, and it really doesn't remotely matter. The, the, the defensive line needs all the help of the world. This team really needs all help of the world at all positions. But Taysom Hill, on a handful of touches, I believe runs for at least 20 yards. All I need is 18 to cash in on this. My number one play on the board Minus 115 juice at BetMGM. Lundy, fade or follow. You legit put Taysom Hill at number one. I did. I, I, I couldn't resist it. I, look, I, and I grabbed this when the line opened at 15 and a half. It immediately jumped two yards, and I played the sucker up to 19 and a half. You're weird, dude. You're I weird. am. I, I like You're making just, money. Just, all right. I mean, I, I, I'm going to fade you just on principle. <laughs> what? I'm going to fade you just because you made Taysom Hill a part of this damn podcast. I'm I forget it. I'm fade. I'm fading you just because of that. Just because of that. I'm look, I'm writing it down right now. Fade F A D. Anyway, uh, legit. I, I have no clue, Brad. I am going to fade you on principle because you threw Taysom effing Hill into the number one position on this podcast. If Taysom Hill ever lands at number one again on this podcast, there's going to be mutiny. There's going to be mutiny, Brad. It's coming. Uh, challenge accepted. And I will say this. I'm all about Team Hivos when it comes to Taysom Hill. Lundy, Team Nuts. Raisins. 
uh, with this rush yards prop. Uh, what uh, else is Lundy buying? Um, it, hopefully, it's not any, anything tied to Taysom Hill initially. We no. know that for a fact. It's bonus time. Could be on the hardwood. Could be in the ice. Could be initial gridiron action. Lundy, a sports-packed, spectacular weekend. What do you got for me? Uh, let's look at a couple of things here. Let's, uh, stick with the, uh, NFL here to start with, and I'll bounce back over to college football. Uh, here is a simple two-legger for you, uh, for Sunday. Give me Derek Carr to have 225 or more passing yards and Mr. Carr to have two or more passing touchdowns. I do believe Carr is going to have a good game this weekend. So you put all that together at DraftKings, that simple two-legger gets you to a plus 142, uh, not not too shabby. I'll take that one again. I think he gets two through the air, uh, and I think he manages to hit the 225 mark. By the way, if for some reason the yards make you nervous, which I don't know why they would uh, in this particular matchup, you can bring that down to just 200 or more passing yards, and you're still going to be in plus territory. So I just want to throw that out there for you. Let's do another sort of creative one. Let's talk about those Carolina Panthers, Brad, shall we? Yes. Um, and let me roll with Bryce Young. Give me Bryce Young for 200 or more passing yards. Okay. You with me on that one? You trust me? I love it. Yep. Okay. And then give me Carolina to score at least 20 points. That's it. Those two legs put together for Bryce Young, 200 or more passing, Carolina to score at least 20 points against the hapless Indianapolis Colts. That's plus 102, man. I like that one a lot. I was surprised that I could get that into plus territory with both of those guys. I think the Colts are in trouble, uh, and I think Carolina's putting points on the board. Hey, one thing I'm going to interject with on that, Lundy, uh, pace of play is so extraordinarily fast with Indianapolis. We've seen it with, like, Cleveland and some other teams that usually have absent scoring efforts that just show up and ball out against Indy because of the style of play, and I think this is indicative of that. You've got the opportunity. I just think this is – there's not very often that I'm going to work Bryce Young in because I think, you know, I mean, it looks like a rook. He is a rook. Um, But this is a matchup against the Colts that I think will be the case. By the way, this is one of the late games uh, on Sunday. This is one of the 4 o'clock Eastern time games. Um, So let's roll with that. And then you brought up uh, Lamar Jackson. Give me the over on 43 and a half for his rushing yards, by the way. Standard juice on that one. Uh, I know you're playing the under on his passing, but I do think he's going to use the legs. Um, and so for Lamar, I will take the over on 43 and a half on his rushing yards. Uh, let me bounce back over to, uh, college football for this evening. Um, I don't know why probably going to be so dead wrong about this one, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. I'm going to take Boston college straight up on the money line tonight Mm. against Syracuse. Um, Boston College has won four in a row. Syracuse has lost four in a row. Um, and I know folks are saying, well, but Cuse has been on, like, Cuse has not played a home game in over a month, folks. The last time they played at the Dome was September 30th. So people are like, well, wait a minute, Syracuse is going to be back home. Here's the thing Boston College has won four in a row, and three of those were on the road. So BC doesn't give a crap that they've got to go on the road because they've been winning there anyway. The spread is three. If you want to take the Eagles plus the three and and buy yourself the cushion, and it's a flat three, by the way, so you've got a chance at a push, to be honest. 
I don't know. I just think the Eagles get the job done. So I'll take them straight up on the money line tonight uh, at a plus 130. And yes, of course, we're going to be on the ice. There are only two games in the National Hockey League tonight, in part because, as I told you on yesterday's podcast, there were 12 games in yesterday's schedule. So they're relatively light this evening. Um, but let's go with a shots on goal, Sogs, uh, as Brad likes to uh, point out. Uh, one of my favorite absolute favorite guys to bet on here through the first three weeks or so of the season is Travis Konechny of the Philadelphia Flyers on the road to take on Buffalo this evening. I need the over on two and a half shots on goal for Konechny, and we're going to pair that together with Jordan Cairo of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, We're going to slam those two together. Each guy needs three shots on goal, so over two and a half. That is a plus 159 right now at DraftKings. Um, uh, Just real quick, Cairo has done this in four straight games. Um, So St. Louis sucks. They cannot score. They're 31st in the, they're they're, they're 31st or or whatever in the league in scoring right now. They're way down at the bottom. Um, However, Cairo continues to pepper the net. He had such a great season last year. I think eventually we're due to see some positive regression, progression, if you will, on his totals in terms of his scoring and his assists. But give me the over on two and a half shots. And then for Travis Konechny, he's done this in three out of his last four games. And this is one of those home and homes between Philadelphia and Buffalo. So they just played on Wednesday. Konechny had five in that game. And I see no reason to expect that he's not going to do the same thing. So plus 159 uh, on that one. And then I, I told you, I think we're going to see some uh, progression out of Cairo. If you take Jordan Cairo for a point, and then my boy Tage Thompson of Buffalo for a point as well, again, doesn't matter if it's an assist or a goal, that's a plus 152. I'll have some more in the association. Frankly, I really like this matchup with Denver and Dallas tonight here at Ball Arena in the Mile High City but I'm waiting to see whether Kyrie is going to play or not, because that's going to affect how I do uh, the contest. And by the way, we missed on Wembenyama last night, but holy shit, that was a lot. Holy cow. That rookie effing took over in the fourth quarter. So we missed our bets that I had on yesterday's pod with Wembenyama, but damn it, that was fun to watch. And he's only 19 freaking years old. Sky's the limit uh, for it Wimby. Was, Not only this, crazy. he's the rest of his career. Yeah, insane. Three minutes, three minutes to go in the third quarter. The Spurs had a 98.4% chance of yeah. winning the game. Phoenix comes back and ties it. And Wembenyama, because he can't drink, says, hold my soda and watch this. <laughs> Uh, unbelievable effort right there. Uh, I'm going to get an NBA player here on a Friday night in just a second, but let's get to my team. Horrible's parlay play of NFL week number nine in Sprigazzi Deutsch. Uh, let's go to Frankfurt, uh, Germany. That's where uh, the Miami Dolphins are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And on this little three-legger, all Chiefs all the time. Give me Travis Kelsey, Mr. Taylor Swift, to hit 50-plus receiving yards. Give me Rishi Rice, 40-plus receiving yards. And Justin Watson, 18 or more receiving yards. You can get that at a plus 218 juice available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Watson, all he needs is one catch. And usually when he does catch a ball, it's going to be for at least 18 yards. He's averaging over that on the season. Uh, Rishi Rice has gone for at least 56 in three consecutive games. And it's going to get a lot of Kadir uh, Kahu, or Kohu, I can't pronounce his last name.
name. Uh, they're in the slot uh, for Miami. Who's given up an 83.3 catch rate, 126 flat pass rating. Ten guys uh, have gone for at least 40 yards through the air against the Finns this season. And Kelsey, uh, he's going to get this maybe in the first half, uh, the 50 receiving yards all. So, again, with no boost, Kelsey, 50 or more receiving yards. Rice, 40 or more receiving yards. And Justin Watson, a key linchpin in this. 18 plus receiving yards, plus 218. Yeah, work the shoulders. It gets seduced by that juice available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Elsewhere in bonus time, I'll put the NFL on pause for just a second. I'll, I'll give me the NBA play I got on this Friday. It's on SGP. And it's in the Miami Heat matchup against the Washington Wizards, who are downright abominable in terms of defense along the perimeter. Why? Well, here is the evidence why. Uh, they have given up over 16 made threes per game and opponent shooting 38.3% from distance. This all bakes into me taking Kevin Love, two or more made threes. I know he's old. He's got a lot of you know gray hair peppered into that beard. Uh, but still... Uh, a marksman from the outside. He has gone over two or more made threes in two of his first three games this season, averaging five attempts per game from distance and netting 40% of those attempts. And I'm going to slap that together with the Miami Heat to win, but cover on the alt line a minus two and a half. So Kevin Love, two or more made threes. Miami minus two and a half plus 140. You can get that at DraftKings Sportsbook. Absolutely love that prop this evening. All right, back to the National Football League. Some more player prop action that I am digging in on. Uh, and it's all out of the NFC East. Uh, give me Dallas Goddard, first and foremost, on SGP of four more receptions and 45 or more receiving yards. It's only appropriate that uh, when taking on the Dallas Cowboys to go with Dallas Goddard. Uh, to go off in the box score, especially when you're match up against Jordan Lewis out of the slot, who's given up a 136.0 passer rating to his assignments. I uh, look at Goddard. He is number one in the NFL in total slot snaps among tight ends. He's number three in total yak. He has achieved both these feats a couple of times already this season. And Dallas giving up 4.6 receptions per game and 46 yards per game to the tight end position. So again, Goddard for more catches got it 45 or more yards plus 110 built that one at bet mgm saquon barkley the quads are going to be flexing against las vegas they're done vegas is straight up trash uh they're like the staying at the casino royale it's a real place i've been to it uh they're on the strip it's a rather trashy place but you can play like uh, dollar blackjack uh, and that's why you go there if you're of uh, the budget-minded in the gambling world. But Saquon Barkley is going to go off. Uh, give me the over on 75 and a half rush yards. What I grabbed it at. Vegas number 30 and rush EPA defense are going up 4.61 yards per carry, 120.4 rush yards per game just for the running back position. And Saquon has done this in three straight games, making four in a row. He's got to run for at least 76, and I played this number up to like 84 and a half. Another one that you can maybe ladder, like Jonathan Taylor, 
Makes all the sense of the world based on the matchup alone. And then finally, Logan Thomas. Give me the over, 33 and a half receiving yards against New England. A Curtis Samuel, highly questionable with the toe injury. I means Thomas getting a ton of slot work, which means you get a ton of Miles Bryant in those situations. Who's been torched early and often this season in coverage. You saw what Dalton Kincaid did recently against his defense. Ferguson went over this. Uh, Michael Mayer went over this as well. Logan Thomas, all I need is 34 yards, and I cash in over on those receiving yards. Minus 115 juice there at DraftKings. Let me do a couple of flyby college football picks. Lundy, tonight, this is what I did uh, on the alt market. I took Boston College up to plus 8.5, and, and I'm parlaying that with Colorado State at plus 10. And that is a cool plus 107 at DraftKings. I think Colorado State will be competitive. Lundy already laid out the case for a while, but he feels it will be a nip and tuck kind of game. Uh, I like Georgia State on Saturday as well, taking on the unblemished, undefeated James Madison Dukies, baby. I think Georgia State's going to cover the plus five and a half. Uh, it's all about Darren Granger, outstanding quarterback play, scoring duelist extraordinaire, and coupled with Marcus Carroll on the ground, is averaging over 105 rush yards per game. This team is going to keep it close, uh, knowing that James Madison has been a little bit touch and go at times offensively. So I will take them plus the five and a half. Uh, more marquee matchups. SGP on this one. Uh, give me Washington straight up against USC on the money line. And I'm going to take the total, and you can do this, up to 86 and a half. And I'm slamming the under on it. That's crazy amount of points. It's possible it goes over. Maybe it gets in the 90s, but uh, I will take the under on that. Washington, number eight. And college football at EPA per play defense. Uh, both these offenses we know are outstanding. We know that USC has had uh, more enough troubles uh, defending the opposition. Uh, but under this 86.5 number, Washington's done that in seven of eight games. USC has been under that in seven of nine games. And again, I think the Huskies mush! Huskies mush to a victory. So Washington money line under 86.5. Plus 105, built that one at BetMGM. And then finally, Alabama and LSU. Uh, I'm going to go LSU plus 10.5, and, and I'm going to take that up in the SGP, and I'm going to take the total up to 68.5 and go under. That's a minus 110 juice at BetMGM. Alabama scoring has been a chore. Number 79 at EPA per play offense, but outstanding defense at number 16. LSU, just the opposite. Number one in the country because Jane Daniels has just gone nuclear. An EPA per play offense, but number 112 at EPA per play defense. Uh, you look at Alabama, they've been under 68 and a half in all five SEC games. LSU has been under in three of five. If uh, the tide are going to roll in this one, and they're not going to, they're going to have to really slow it down and play extraordinary defense. That's why I like the under on that all total 68 and a half. But I think LSU will keep it nice and snug at the plus 10 and a half. Woo! I am out of breath. We are out of time here on the Fade of Five podcast. Do us a favor. If you enjoyed this program, drop us a rating and a review and give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Helps us out immensely. Also, feed or follow us on the Twitter or the X. We're always going to give it to you, at least uh, the picks and the spreadsheets. Always free, always transparent. At Nate Lundy is where you can follow a lot of his NHL action. Highly recommended. And you can follow me at Noisy Huevos for all my random bullshit. Uh, with that, uh, we're out of time, out of breath, and I got to move on because I got to do television. As always, until next time, feed.
or follow. That is up to you. Respect Taysom Hill, Lundy.